Sports betting was probably my first biggest addiction, betting on sports teams, football betting. That was just an amazing adrenaline rush. And same way with my gambling. And it was like a, a huge adrenaline rush. We get pushed down, we get beat up. So our freight line's gonna keep us up against the ropes. But hang on this home. Cause if Christ is inside us, it won't be a fair fight. Cause deep down we know. Did you catch that Mike Lindell said sports betting was his first biggest addiction? There were other powerful addictions in his life, and you will hear about them and the bigger power of God's love in his life on this episode of GPS, God, People, Stories. I'm Phil Fleischman. And I'm Jim Kirkland. You might recognize Mike Lindell from commercials for MyPillow. That's the company he founded, and he claims his pillows can help you sleep better. But Mike also knows that the sleep advice you're going to hear from Billy Graham a little later in this episode can't be beat. That's right. Sleep advice from Billy Graham. Wouldn't it be wonderful to go to bed tonight and know that all the past was forgiven? This is the power of Christ. And it can all be accomplished because he was willing to die on the cross. You can learn more about the forgiveness that Jesus Christ offers by going to this website, findpeacewithgod.net. That's findpeacewithgod.net. GPS. God. People. Stories. I guess my first job was uh, I worked at a farm, my uncle's farm. I would go down there every summer and walk beans, which was chopping the weeds out of the bean fields and working on the farm, baling hay and taking care of the animals for 50 cents to a dollar an hour. I had a job in a drive-in movie theater and a grocery store, so I was always working hard. Mike was born and raised in Minnesota. His parents divorced when he was seven years old. Church was an important part of his young life. I went to Bible study when I was a kid. Um, You know, we were a non-denominational church, very much uh, went to church a lot. But I always had, even as a kid, I would try to imagine infinity. You know, I'm going, okay, if I'm in heaven for eternity, you know, Is I going to be bored? These are thoughts I had as a kid. And then I would think, well, where did God come from? And these are questions I had that would bother me so much as a child. Then I actually turned away from the church so much. I I got in trouble in the uh, teenage years. Trouble would be a part of Mike's life for the next several decades. First, though, he graduated from high school in 1979, and he gave college a try. I only went for about a half year. I only went to class twice during the whole semester, and uh, I just felt I wasn't learning anything. It was just a repeat of high school. So I dropped out at the end of 1979 uh, in December. Around that same time, he was getting addicted to sports betting. Then around 1984, Mike did cocaine for the first time, and he ended up in a couple of different treatment centers. At that time... I was just uh, basically praying to be normal, have a family, have kids, and uh, praying for the white picket fence. And uh, every time I would get in trouble, that's when I would do praying, oh, God, get me out of this. So I had a, uh, a sense of God back then, about, you know, a belief that I would always pray, when I, what did I have to lose by praying when I was in trouble? And I would, I would get out of the trouble. It seemed like I always came through okay, unscathed. And, well, then in 1985, I was actually bartending then at this bar, and this gal came in, and uh, she was in there for about an hour, and, I, and she left, and I told my friend, I said, I'm going to marry her. Her name was Karen, and Mike did marry her in 1987. She had one child going into the marriage, and they had three kids together. And we did have everything I had prayed for, 
But we were also, at that time, we ended up buying a local bar, which we had for 13 years, so that wasn't real good for our addictions. I had cocaine. We was addicted to cocaine and and alcohol and uh, sports betting, all these different addictions. Well, the strange thing that I would be in these after the bar closed on and doing the drugs and stuff, and I would be talking to my friends about the end times or about the Bible, which I had read when I was in jail at different times, and they would quit doing the drugs and stuff the next day. I had so many of my friends that would quit the next day, and I'm going, well, what did I say? And I look back now, you know, you'd think you'd be a hypocrite going, oh, yeah, these drugs are bad for us. Well, they would they would quit, and uh, I look back now, I'm thinking that was just me trying to convince me, myself, and uh, I never really knew what I said. It was God working with, like, an anointing. Can you hear it? That's the sound of me walking out of this prison cell that I've come to know so well. In the early 2000s, Mike got introduced to crack cocaine. The destruction it caused in his life forced him to sell the two bars he owned at the time. But in 2004, he got the idea for MyPillow, a company that is successful today but struggled early on. And the struggle was just too much for Karen. We were actually labeling the pillows in our living room, uh, addressing them and mailing them from there. And my wife couldn't take it anymore. We were losing our house and these guys were taking everything we had and she left. And so we had a divorce then in that. And uh, I lost a marriage of 20 years and the company was down to myself doing shows and making them at night, selling them during the day. They were, as Mike describes it, some very dark times. And then something remarkable happened. In 2008, the drug dealers actually did an intervention on me, three of the biggest drug dealers in Minneapolis. I was living downtown, or hiding out down there, and still keeping this company together by a thread. And they, they did an intervention on me, and they said, you know, you're not going to be able to buy anywhere and I waited till the last one went to bed and I snuck out down to the streets and nobody would sell me anything. It was a complete shutdown at two in the morning. And I got back up there and the, one of the dealers says to me, he goes, how'd that work out for you? And I was all upset. And he said, you know, you made a promise to us that sometime you would find God and you were going to come back with this platform and help us all. And we're not going to let you die on us. Because I would always tell these guys, God had this big platform for me that I was going to be big someday and I was going to come back and help everybody. And, and so they, that was their hope at the time. The drug dealer's intervention didn't break Mike's addictions, but what did happen was Mike began to sense that time was running out for the platform God would give him to help other addicts. And it was January 16, 2009, where I knew that that door was closing forever. And prayed that day and I said, God, I said, if uh, I want to be free to these addictions and not have any desire and I want to wake up in the morning and never have the desire and then I'll do this platform, you know, what I'm called to do. And so I was kind of like making a deal with God. It wasn't like a surrendering at that time. And I woke up the next day and it was gone. Everything was gone, the, the desire. And I'm going, wow. Again, Mike's prayer was not one of surrender. He wasn't asking Jesus to forgive his sins and take control of his life. That wouldn't happen for eight more years. In the meantime, 
Business was still shaky for my pillow until the fall of 2011, when they aired an infomercial about the pillow. I was living in my sister's basement, and at that time we had five employees, and 40 days later we had 500 employees. And it was just exploded. And I look back now, I'm going, wow, it's a miracle. We have people are hiring off the street. We made our own call center. These divine appointments, different people that came in and all these things that happened. And it was very exciting times. Three years later, things looked very different. The business had grown faster than Mike had been able to manage it. And it was just about ready to go under. That is, until a successful ad campaign began reversing the problem. Something else big happened for Mike in 2014, too. I met a gal then, and she said, and this was when, at the same time, we were two days from being under my pillow, and I seen something with her that I hadn't seen. It was, uh, she had this relationship with Jesus. And even though I wear my cross all the time on TV, and I would pray when things were bad, and she'd say to me, she goes, you don't have a relationship with with Jesus. I go, what do you mean? I believe in God, and and." Uh, telling people about him all the time. and uh, she, But I knew she was right deep down, and it bothered me. Mike and Kendra continued their relationship, and Mike continued to grow his business. He got involved in politics, and he continued to talk to people about God. But then it became more than just talk. February 18th of 2017, it happened, and it was the most amazing feeling, because my prayer was that I would someday be able to have as much passion for Jesus as I do for my pillow. And that day, which was um, what a year and a couple months ago, from that point on, I mean, it's just been amazing. And I was just like that fear of uh, my unworthiness uh, spirit was gone, my fear of rejection. And to have that relationship with Jesus now is just absolutely, I can't even describe it. You know, one of my favorite verses in the Bible is Proverbs 3, 5, 6. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not onto your own understanding. In all ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. That means so much to me because I pray for wisdom and discernment every day. I know that God's given me this huge calling on my life. It's a peace that I thought I had before being free of the demon of the addictions and uh but now it's, it's just a hundred times easier with having Jesus here every day. Mike Lindell waited years before discovering the peace and joy that comes from surrendering your life to Jesus Christ. You don't need to wait that long. You can begin a relationship with Jesus right now, and we can help. Visit us at findpeacewithgod.net. That's findpeacewithgod.net. In just a minute, Mike shares another story about being a witness for Jesus when he didn't even know it. You're listening to GPS. God, People, Stories, a podcast production of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Wouldn't it be wonderful to go to bed tonight and know that all the past was forgiven? Billy Graham. This is the power of Christ. And it can all be accomplished because he was willing to die on the cross. 
and God took all of our sins and laid them on Christ. And because of the cross, God can say, I forgive you. The sins you committed when you were in adolescence, the sin you committed the other day, the cheating, the lying, the jealousy, the ugly things you said to your wife, the terrible things in your past, forgiven, wiped out as though they never existed. To hear him say, thy sins are forgiven. You go to bed and sleep, the sleep of only those that know Christ. God gave Christ at the cross. Have you received him? Have you repented of your sins? Come to the cross and received him as your only savior? If not, you can do it tonight. Billy Graham preached that message during his 1961 crusade in Miami, Florida. And you can hear a lot more classic messages from Billy Graham just like that one on Sirius XM Satellite Radio, specifically Sirius XM 145, the Billy Graham channel. It's a limited run channel that continues through June 17th, which is Father's Day. In addition to all the messages you'll hear from Billy Graham, you'll also hear the message Franklin Graham preached during his dad's funeral. That message will air throughout the day and night on Father's Day, and you will find it all on the Billy Graham channel on Sirius XM 145. So our guest on this episode of GPS, Mike Lindell, shared how he would often talk to people about God before he himself was a follower of Christ. One of those times was when he was visiting his alcoholic uncle at his apartment. Mike was doing drugs, his uncle was drinking, and Mike remembers there was another man in the room who had long hair. Now, Mike convinced his uncle that night to get treatment, and he did, but he died about two years later. Then this happened. At his funeral, um, I'm outside with my dad. There's about 30 people there. This guy comes up, and he's wearing this suit, and he's just well-dressed. He comes up. He gives me a hug. I've never seen him before. He says, you saved my life. And he goes, you don't remember me, do you? And I'm going, no. And he said, "Uh, you remember that snowy night two years ago? And he said, do you remember that guy that was sit up there that they had the long hair? And I go, wow. I go, that was you? And he goes, yeah. He says, uh, that night you talked about God and you talked about quitting the addictions. And he says, I quit that night, found Jesus. And he said, I found out, I went to my doctor. I would have been died in three weeks. And I grabbed him. I said, well, what did I tell you? What did I say? And he goes, I don't know, but it sure made sense. And here I look back and it was just me trying to always convince me to get off the drugs, to find Jesus. We praise God that Mike did find Jesus, and we thank Mike for sharing his story with us. We're also grateful to you for listening, and to Mercy Me for sharing some of their music on this episode. I'm Phil Fleischman. And I'm Jim Kirkland. GPS, God, People, Stories. It's an outreach of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Always good news. Ain't no stopping us here.